0: I thought I'd just give a quick uh, summary uh, introduction of our general approach um, uh, to give you a flavour of where we're coming from so that we can then uh, open up the discussion. I I think to start with, everybody within this sphere understands the scale of the challenge we face. And it's a a slightly odd situation we have at the moment because uh, satisfaction in the health service has probably never been higher, according to opinion polls. We'll hear whether that's true. Uh, there's a nodding I see in front of me. <laughs> uh, and yet, I don't think the public fully recognises the scale of the challenge ahead uh, and the potential disaster if we don't set about the task uh, in, in, in a smart uh, way. And uh, given the scale of the, uh, of the savings, the efficiency savings, that the King's Fund, uh, together with IFS uh, last summer, uh, uh, calculated were necessary over the next uh, five years. Uh, If we don't uh, find ways of making the money uh, work uh, smarter, uh, then I think the potential uh, could be disastrous, uh, a sort of slash and burn of services. Uh, And if you just look back to 2005-06 and what happened at that stage as the NHS faced a real financial challenge. What actually happened was that all the wrong services, in my view, were cut. We saw cuts to mental health services, cuts to public health programmes, cuts to staff training and so forth. Uh, so I think the challenge now uh, is to find ways of wa- making the NHS work more effectively to get the best possible use of the resources available and to ensure that the patient is always put first. So just uh, I'll just touch on four themes. The first theme uh, is a... Substantial decentralisation of power and accountability uh, within the NHS, and I think uh, if you uh, if you decentralise power and accountability and create this local accountability through elected uh, health boards, this means electing the boards of the commissioners. Instantly, it doesn't mean another reorganisation. Um, then I think you can dismantle this very substantial, over-bloated national bureaucracy, which still directs uh, far too much uh, of the NHS. It's almost unique, I think, uh, in the Western world, the extent to which uh, policy is directed from the centre. And if you think about it, all too often, it's directed for political reasons, political imperatives, uh, and not necessarily the most rational uh, uh, judgments about uh, how to spend money to greatest effect and I just one example being the the deep clean which was suddenly imposed we had to look tough on uh, hospital acquired infections so we force every hospital to uh, do a deep clean. Uh, Clinically not the right thing to do but nonetheless everyone has to do it that's crazy but I think it's also uh, important to recognize that the uh, system of regulation that has grown over the years uh, also looks uh, wholly irrational Uh, the NHS confederation did a damning report last summer Uh, which pointed to the fact that there are over 60 organisations nationally inspecting or regulating hospitals in one way or another. That means you have an army of uh, clerks in every hospital responding to all these organisations, often, as they say, without any clinical input, um, and uh, an extraordinary duplication of effort at the national level. So, in my view, this is not some sort of glib uh, assertion that we can make great savings by cutting bureaucracy. Everyone says that. Uh, it's possible because we believe in a very substantially decentralised uh, NHS, uh, resulting in the, in the need for this extraordinary over-bloated uh, uh, bureaucracy nationally uh, uh, n- no longer being necessary in its current form. Uh, and in place of that, uh, directly elected boards uh, with a legal duty to secure value for money for their local communities. And I think that's really important because at the moment one of the big failings in the structure architecture that the government has uh, created it uh, uh, is is for commissioners to really uh, achieve um, uh, strength and power in their uh, in their communities uh, they've been up against much more powerful providers uh, and they haven't yet been able to assert themselves and make a real difference uh, locally the second theme is making sure that the financial levers uh, and structure of the nhs actually works to achieve the objectives that we probably all share, Uh, better management of people with chronic conditions, avoiding those crises occurring, which result in hospital admissions, incredibly disruptive to the patient, but also extraordinarily costly uh, to the NHS. Uh, uh, But at the moment, um, the system uh, isn't effectively aligned. So you have incentives that don't necessarily achieve the optimum uh, care of the patient. It also doesn't incentivize sufficiently commissioners to engage in the whole uh, effort of preventing ill health. Uh, the money gets sucked through into acute hospitals to do more and more activity because of the way that payment by results works but if you look on the average website of the average PCT you don't get any real sense that they are really engaging in uh, the whole agenda of promoting health and well-being of preventing ill health in their communities and of Uh, ensuring better care for people who have long-term chronic conditions. I'm a great believer in the potential for integrated care. Uh, I think there's there's enormous potential from learning lessons from organisations like Kaiser Permanente. Uh, I think some of the early signs in this country from places like Torbay, a beacon site uh, where they've brought health and social care together uh, is very powerful. And the uh, man who will take over as chief executive here very soon, Chris Hamm, has done some really interesting work on creating integrated care organisations. And I'm very, very attracted by that whole approach because actually integrating care, breaking down barriers between primary and secondary care, I think has the potential to give uh, a much better, uh, more effective uh, care for uh, the patient, particularly those with uh, chronic conditions. I think also uh, Julian Legrand did an interesting paper on the use of incentives to get commissioners uh, interested in the whole agenda of uh, prevention. Uh, And he argued the case, and I support it, for providing financial incentives from the centre to commissioners to engage in health and well-being programmes, to work with councils, to work with employers, to really uh, change the health and well-being of their local communities. If you look at a number of different employers. You see remarkable things going on. Ginsters, as an example, the people who make those awful pies that you get in service stations. Uh, They have gone about a really uh, impressive um, programme of health and well-being for their staff, not at enormous cost, working with the local authority, getting their staff and their families more active, but massively reducing sickness absence as a result, directly improving their bottom line. Just smart business we should surely be getting uh, health boards and local authorities working with local employers to spread this sort of best practice across their local communities we do very little of that and the potential I think is enormous. The third um, uh, theme is the workforce. uh, If you think about it the NHS has the most remarkable workforce. If you think about the extraordinary range of uh, talent and ability within that workforce both in primary care and in Secondary and tertiary care, uh, and the dedication and commitment. You know, so many people go into this uh, profession uh, because of a desire to care for other people. And yet, I don't think we're getting the most out of those staff. I think we often make life difficult for those staff. Uh, we don't listen to them enough. They don't feel that they're sufficiently engaged in the service that they provide. And I think it's If you can liberate them, if you can find ways of engaging them and giving them a stake in the organisation where they work, you can make a real difference, and it can potentially be transformational. I'm a great believer in the uh, philosophy pursued by John Lewis. Uh, I I look at social enterprises like Central Surrey Health, where they've taken over community services, where everybody working in that organisation has a stake in the organisation. They don't benefit financially, but you hear the story of that um, organisation uh, and it's a really impressive one. But no one yet has followed. And when uh, lots of organisations show within the NHS show interest in following, but when they set about trying to achieve that that goal, they find so many impediments in the way that they end up giving up. It was only that one organisation with two pioneering uh, chief joint chief executives who actually fought all the way through because they believed so strongly in it. So I think It could be transformation if we apply these principles within the NHS. And I think, ultimately, uh, the change in the culture of organisations by getting all staff having a stake in that organisation is potentially much more effective in improving the quality of care than any uh, massive system of regulation that you could impose nationally. Of course regulation is necessary. It needs to be rationalized. But ultimately, I don't think it changes culture as much as what you can do within organizations. And then fourth and finally, um, the patient, uh, rights and responsibilities of patients, and uh, developing the whole idea of self-directed care. The government has now started down this route, learning the lessons from Uh, social care, where again it has been transformational for many people uh, who are receiving services in social care, but it's a very tentative move that the government has taken uh, and there's no sense that uh, there's any great urgency in it. I think there's enormous potential in some areas within the health service, particularly again mental health, uh, to develop these themes. I just want to end uh, with a word about social care, because this is obviously such an important debate Present, Uh, and I as weeks go by, I I just become more and more horrified by the whole process we're going through with this personal care home bill. Um, It is, in my view, the most cynical sort of lawmaking. It's designed, I'm afraid, I think, uh, far more to do with uh, wrong footing opponents, uh, creating dividing lines, which we know is uh, the Prime Minister's favorite theme. Uh, rather than any serious attempt to reform a very a genuinely broken system. Uh, it's not a bridge to uh, a longer-term reform. It's moving in the wrong direction, if anything. It, creates, it, it helps a, a relatively limited number of people um, and, uh, and potentially, because of the cost of it, takes care away from other people who are greatly in need, uh, who will lose out because local authorities find that this costs a lot more uh, than the government had estimated. So uh, we are minded to conclude that there are better ways uh, to spend that money in the period before we achieve a fundamental reform of the system. And I look particularly at dementia. This is the massive challenge of the 21st century. Uh, uh, the report last week demonstrated the extent to which it uh, loses out in research uh, funding. Uh, I believe that we should argue the case for a significant increase uh, in the funding for research for dementia. And I also believe that we should create a package of support uh, for those trying to care for people with dementia, loved ones in their own home, often having the most difficult of times. And I think included within that, there needs to be a guarantee of respite care uh, for those carers who uh, are working the longest hours. Uh, And I also think that, um, you know, at the moment, the dementia strategy, which is good in terms of what it commits to, but it hasn't been given priority by the government uh, in the operating framework, Uh, surely it should uh, be given uh, one of the top category statuses in terms of priority for implementation. So uh, we believe that there are better uses of the money. Uh, It's been so heavily criticised, both on the labour side, but also by people working in the Uh, field uh, and uh, we believe that the money should be spent more wisely. So I hope that's useful as an introduction. Thank you very much indeed.